Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Ginger and Chocolate Show. I am your host, Mr. Chocolate, and... I'm Mr. Ginger. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, guys, I if I sound a little tired today. Um, whenever I work out my legs, I end up, like, feeling absolutely horrible the rest of the day because my legs are so weak. <laughs> Gosh. And I don't know, like, earlier, like, even just barely before we came here, <laughs> I, I don't know why, like... I'm so tired I can't think straight. I was just chilling in Ethan's room and I decided just to like, this sounds so mean and I don't usually do this kind of crap. I just shoved him against the wall <laughs> and then he accidentally, I felt so bad. His head accidentally hit like his closet mirror <laughs> and then he looked at me and I was like, oh shoot, All I right. got so scared. I want to explain my mindset. Okay. I'm not usually a TikTok guy. I don't usually yeah. get TikTok, right? And you yeah. probably But you had a right me. to at that moment because that's what I did was stupid, but I wasn't thinking. I don't know why I did it. Like my mind was blank and we were just standing there. And yeah. So I decided to break the silence just by shoving you, but a lot, I didn't mean to shove you that hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I never get ticked off. You'd probably describe me as like a low energy guy, right? Never have oh, energy, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's and hard. Sometimes I'll try to make you get mad at me. And you're like, dude, I don't have energy for this. Yeah, dude, just certain times you take me off is like some of the only times I get energy, dude. And so my mindset was when you like pushed me against it, I was like so ticked off. I like looked at you and I had two options in my mind. I was like, I could either like punch you or just like right now just like get physical or I could just hold a grudge and I'll probably just get mad like the rest of the day. And then I made that decision and I think you even realized I was gonna come yeah, after you too. I saw the look in your face and I realized I'm like, oh, I messed up. And I looked at him with like a puppy dog face, like afraid. And he decided obviously to take advantage of the situation. What'd you do? Yeah, I think we both mutually agreed that I was just gonna hit you a couple. Of, I don't know, yeah. I, I, no, I came I, at you like, like. No, yeah, no, you, yeah, no. It was like we both had a mutual agreement just like in our eyes. I'm like, all right, go ahead and just unleash on me and I won't do anything, you know? Yeah, and then I don't know, I punched you a couple times, probably didn't even hurt. You yeah. definitely got my ear a little bit. Well, I kind of, right. I turned around. I turned around and I was like, shoot, I don't wanna get punched in the face. Like, I'd rather get punched in the back, you know? And you started yeah. swinging at me. Yeah. And uh, you did hit me in the ear once, but it, it, I deserved it. Like, I don't even feel bad for myself. Like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. But that's just like, and then literally, I swear on my life, 30 seconds later, I'm like, yo, bro, you want to go film a podcast? He's like, yeah, sure. Like, we got over it. Like, that was the most pissed and the most physical he's ever been with me ever. But literally, like, I think that goes to show the difference between guys and women, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, women... Not that they ever physically fight, but when they actually fight, whether verbally or whatever, but it's like they'll hold grudges for the longest time, you know? Mm. Whereas in the moment, instinctively, as a male, you just decided, well, I'll just retaliate to get it over with, so I don't have to hold a grudge, you know? Yeah. I think a good way to describe it, part of that, is like girls, they compliment each other. They compliment each other so much, right? Uh. And so insults stick out to them. And guys insult each other so much that compliments stick out to them. And I think kind of holds with the grudges, right, too. It's like insults, they, they keep that. They, that goes down in their heart, yeah. right? The insults, and then they hold grudges. But, like, guys, they, like, insult each other so much that the grudge isn't there, right? Does that make right, sense? Right, you know, guys, like, the weird thing with guys is some pe sometimes people, like, from an outside perspective, like, or girls looking at guys, they see each other roasting each other all the time or making fun of each other. But, like, the boys also have each other's backs, like, you're yeah, always, 100%. like, lift each other up when you need to. When it's, like, in the – when you when they actually need it, you know, guys know when the, when the moment that, they, that someone needs them, you know, and they'll build them and they'll lift each other up. But also, like, you train each other as boys just, like, you obviously kind of, like, are roasting each other, you know? Yeah. And that's just how it is. And it's not, like, anything personal. That's just what we do. And it's, like, a way to, like – in a way, it almost, like, 
builds up confidence just getting through negative criticism yeah just being able to learn how to handle it you know that way when other people give it to you uh negative criticism it's like you can handle it and it doesn't offend you as much as maybe it would like you're saying a girl who doesn't get a lot of negative criticism you know yeah and it kind of sticks out to them more it whether it's both sides like it's kind of funny to see i've seen one time or i guess i'll do so one time i get insulted like guys insult each other a lot and i remember like this one time like a girl and i didn't even like find her attractive if that was a part of it and she was like you're actually really stylish and I, that just like went in my heart i'm like oh what? i'm stylish and I was like, that like affected me because like you don't get complimented a lot as a guy. Like, do you find right. yourself getting complimented a lot? Yeah. Well, I I, I actually um, I don't know. I don't get too many. I guess. I guess mainly from girls because that's what they do. You know. Yeah. That's um, but uh, I've noticed definitely as a as a guy, sometimes it does get weird depending on the person who you're complimenting, because like I I actually I feel like not to like sound like i'm better than all the other dudes but like i try to compliment people and try to have moments of seriousness where i can actually like compliment them be like hey you did mm-hmm. great here like this is awesome you're great whereas guys usually don't think it's kind of weird to like actually have real moments to actually like compliment you be like hey you did good with this or whatever it is you know make mm-hmm. them feel good it's kind of so sometimes i notice with a couple of my other roommates or whoever it is like they can get weirded out by it because they're not used to receiving compliments from another dude mm-hmm. they take it really weirdly you know yeah no for is yeah, i don't know if you noticed like that. It, for me too like yeah, sometimes you'll compliment you. me and i just get weird i'm just like why like that sounds weird to me you're like, like you're supposed to be roasting me and that sounds so bad but i don't know guys like usually go about it in a in a way that's not direct like they'll the build you, like, yeah they'll build you up in a moment like if you got rejected by a girl right mm-hmm. they'll build you up and tell you that that's all right and that's what's gonna happen and they'll help you in that kind of moment in that scenario yeah. right it's not necessarily like where i'm like actually will compliment people and they'll get weirded i'll literally have a direct compliment and sometimes they don't know how to take it yeah these manly men you know mm-hmm. because they're not used to that whereas like most of the time guys in general will kind of just build each other when they need it right like with dealing with a rejection from a girl or whatever it is yeah on the opposite side i have like this story i was at school and i was hanging out with one of my guy friends and one of my girl was this a high school yeah high school okay and this guy was just like normal guy stuff he was like i guess insulting her but there was nothing like i wouldn't even like bat an eye at right yeah and he was like saying this probably like oh you're so stupid i don't know something that i wouldn't even cross my mind right and she just like got up and started crying and left the room and I was like, what? Like, oh. it, like, bro- blew my mind. But I guess just, like, girls, they compliment each other so much. Then insult. Yeah, right? Just on the opposite side of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. That is that is interesting. But, uh, yeah, I was actually, uh, to change the topic, if you want. Yeah. I, uh, I want to talk about, have a segment based off fear. Fear. <laughs> fear. All right. So, Kendrick Lamar, one of my favorite artists out there, rapper, hip-hop. He uh, came out with this song on his uh, his last album. Um, his last album, Damn. I'm not swearing. That's what he called the album, okay? Bro. <laughs> this is a clean podcast. But that's, just, that's just the name of the album. I know. I'm just <laughs> Dang, man, chill. All right. So uh, one of the songs on there, I thought it was really interesting. One of my favorite songs by him. I don't even like the way it sounds because usually I just like music because it sounds good. Mm-hmm. But, like, that song actually only I just like it because of the way he pieced it together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Fear, all caps. And it uh, goes in chronological order. It explains the fears that he's had in his life. 
Mm-hmm. The whole first verse is his fears as a seven-year-old. Then the second verse is the fears as a uh, 17-year-old. And then the next one is his fears as a 27-year-old. That's mm-hmm. what the whole song is. And I really respected him for it. And um, I thought that was interesting that he was able to acknowledge his fears. You know, I'm thinking right now, let's we be do our like own. Kendrick, bro. Yeah, let's be like <laughs> let's Kendrick. Let's acknowledge our fears, man. <laughs> um, so I, I, th- I thought it'd be interesting if we uh, go back, all the way back from our childhood. You know, let's even start out from uh, Kendrick's age, or that he started out in his first verse. Seven years old. Do you remember any fears? Because obviously, as a seven-year-old, your fears aren't going to be as crazy as they are now. What grade is that? <laughs> Probably like second or third. <laughs> I actually don't know. I have uh, no idea. I don't Something know. like but that. But I know around then, I moved, right? Okay. And one of my biggest fears, and looking back at my childhood, all I remember is happy. So it's kind of hard for me to yeah, like. Yeah, but even the, anything that fears. you were scared of. Even if yeah. it's not a big fear, just literally, you know, you're a seven-year-old and you have little things you're scared of. Yeah, I remember I moved uh, to, it's just like a city over, like Springville and Mapleton. Yeah. And I remember the first day of school, I uh, I had lunch by myself. And you had recess right after lunch, and I had no mm-hmm. one to hang out with. So I just kind of like paced back and forth the whole time. And I remember that was like a really sad moment, and I was like scared I'd ever never make friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that was a big fear uh, back yeah. then. I don't okay. know how do you want to do this. Like, I go through my life, or you go through no, your no, life. Do you want to do, like, seven can, years old, seven years yeah, old? Yeah, I'll go next. But okay. if you have any others, is that, is that, is that definitely, like, is that, like, the, the main fear you had as a yeah. seven-year-old? In that way, I think my parents did a really good job raising me, right? Like, yeah. grade school, like, I remember just happy. Like, I just remember, like, one emotion. It was just happy. Like, there was no – I was just so innocent. Yeah. Was that the way you were or no? Yeah. What about you? Well, well also, I, I wanted to ask you, actually. Uh, I, I know you had – uh, different moments where you had really bad luck at Hershey's track. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you had a bad rep at the <laughs> Hershey track. It's like this uh this uh track track and field get together from all the districts, and they meet up at Maple Mountain High School, and they uh and we all would just like do track events and field events. Mm-hmm. And if you want to explain the yeah, bad yeah. luck I'll, you had, I'll, man. I'll go through. So Hershey track is a track event. Like you said, you could pick what races you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with fourth grade. Fourth Kay. grade, I broke my arm like three times like in one year. I had to run a race with a broken arm, and that was the least of my worries, all right? Okay. Fifth grade, I ran the 800, I think. I got like – I was like first the whole time, but I totally wasted all my energy at the beginning, mm-hmm. and like seven people passed me, and I was running so hard, and at the end, I just projectile vomited like right next to the trash can, too. I totally missed it, <laughs> and I was just puking, and it was like so embarrassing. And I literally just walked up straight to my mom's like, you're checking me out. And we just walked away while I cried. It yeah. was like so sad. My sixth grade year, I was in the middle of a race and I heard my knee pop. Just like, and I just felt horrible. And I started limping to the finish line. And I, my friends just like comforted me. And they're like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, I don't know. My knee popped and it kills. <laughs> and then I had, I had broken my kneecap. And for the rest of the, the sixth grade year, I had to spend my recesses in the library reading books <laughs> instead of playing out with the kids. So that was horrible. What a loser, dude. I know, it was so bad, dude. I remember I, know, I remember when you broke in your knee. And you still, like, like dominated, like, when we would play, uh, 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 what was it, night games, you know? Yeah. In, a, in our neighbor's backyard to get all the kids together and uh, play soccer, play World Cup. Remember me and you and your sister were on a team, 
and you freaking dominated, even with a broken kneecap. I remember you limping around. <laughs> you were still recovering for sure. You yeah, still recovering. had the knee brace on. I probably wasn't on crutches then. We but st- you still beat the whole neighborhood. I didn't do anything. I just hurt you guys because I'm so bad. <laughs> That's like the one sport I'm not good at. <laughs> I just hurt you guys. But you like you and Kaylee scored so many goals, dude. <laughs> yeah, we both played kneecap. Uh, beat soccer. the whole neighborhood. Yeah, I remember before we even knew each other, or not knew each other, but friends, we rode the same bus in grade school. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember one time. Do you know what I'm talking? About? Do you, do you does, know what I'm gonna does bring that up? Have to do with our siblings? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think they would care. Okay, I can't really remember how it started. Did you want to explain that story? Okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I think I was in like fourth grade, and my I was in third, and my sister was in sixth, something like that. Yeah. So we were very young. Yeah, and uh, I was like, um, Ethan, uh, my uh. <laughs> <laughs> my sister uh she has a crush on your older brother <laughs> i was like but mia did not tell me to say this i just wanted to i wanted yeah. to set my sister up with your brother <laughs> and i was like you want to ask him if he likes her back <laughs> and i was like you have to promise me you won't <laughs> oh yeah what did i say no what did i say no i said you have to promise no 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 i just was asking you if he ever spoke of her but i didn't tell you I told you to not say anything. Yeah, not to at him. Okay. The first thing I did, dude, when I stepped <laughs> off that bus, I went home. My brother, Mia, or you know, your sister has a crush on you. Or <laughs> David's sister has a crush on you, and he's just I, like, "Oh, really?" Like, dude, this is the first thing I said, dude. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, like years later, like probably like last year, two years ago, you admitted to me. Like years later, like oh, oh yeah. Later. By the way, I definitely <laughs> I told my brother about it. That's I told funny. Mia about it, and she was all embarrassed. Even years later, it took so long for me to tell you. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, to go back to the fear. Thing, yeah. No. Yeah. Right? I was just about to say that. Like we kind of got back to yeah. Well. Yeah. So did you say your fears when you were seven? Can't remember. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. But my fears as a seven-year-old, even just like growing up, like I guess that's when I started playing like a high level of baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, was about eight. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. But I, I was really good at baseball. That's like all I did growing up. All I did every single day. And, but it really like hurt me emotionally, uh, mentally to play, cause I had really bad anxiety. I still I mean I still do. I, everyone does. But like, like I, uh, back then growing up, like I, every single time I get up to the plate, or every time I was fielding a ball like I was really good but I just couldn't stand people watching me uh. and I don't know why even whether it was I mean I've had hundreds of people watch me and I've also had two people watch me even with two people watching me it's almost like I'm playing for them it's like if I mess up they're gonna think I'm an idiot for the rest of my life you know uh-huh. and it distracted me like I was a really good player and it, when it came game time, it's like I didn't perform as good as I wanted to. Mm. And that was all growing up from seven all the way to when I quit baseball after my sophomore year. I just couldn't take the anxiety. And it literally, that anxiety of people watching me stayed with me all throughout the years I played baseball. Interesting. That's like the only thing that I really feared because that's the, my life was baseball. And that's what brought me fear for some reason. And I just couldn't take it. <laughs> It sounds so lame, but like no, it's no, no. It's a genuine fear when you're young, yeah. And also, that's, that's like a genuine fear now, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, Do you find yourself having that same fear now? Like, I don't know where you'd have that situation, but well, I do, 
get anxiety from like being in big crowds not necessarily because i don't like play in front of big crowds anymore you know but uh i uh when i'm in a big group of people i can't like if it's more than five people it's hard for me to like be the center of attention in that group it's hard for me to talk to all of them at the same time i'm really good one-on-one with anyone like it doesn't scare me no matter what mm-hmm. no matter who i'm talking to like i feel really confident actually on one-on-ones but if it's a group literally more than three people sometimes even when i'm talking to my own family where it's three other people literally you wouldn't believe me but when i'm talking to my mom my dad and my sister sometimes it really actually scares me sometimes that they're all like focusing on me and i kind of like have like mini panic attacks so like i can't handle talking to that many people at once it sounds crazy i know but that's also like leads into my fear of like talking in class mm-hmm. you know Cause that's what 30 people at least and that's just something that i've i've always had that's just something i think baseball trained me <laughs> trained me to just be afraid of people watching me i don't know i wish that's <laughs> interesting yeah I, that stuck with me all these years oh well, that's just like yeah so you wouldn't say baseball helped at all i guess it just made it worse because at what say, point is it like you have anxiety but you do it so much because i remember you did it competitively right yeah and so you did it probably every weekend not twice a week right you probably did it twice a week games right what baseball games games yeah i probably paid uh six baseball games a week so that's so that's funny so you it never got better right no that's interesting no not in, no it got worse over the years just weird i don't know you'd think i do would train me to just deal with it but like yeah that's one thing it's like i'm a the most competitive guy that i know is myself and i love getting really good at anything that involves coordination you know, even stupid things, just like juggling or whatever. I just love mastering that and mastering anything that involves that. And baseball was the one thing that, like, I didn't feel like I was competitive in, even though that was what I was best at. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel the passion for it because I was just scared of being watched and being judged. And I was, you know, scared of failure. Yeah. Funny story about, I don't know if you'd call it competitive, but we were we went and got groceries the other day, <laughs> all right? And uh, do you want me to talk about this? Oh, sure. Right. Dang so it, dude. Sorry, dude. I had to do it to you. <laughs> so we had uh, we had groceries. I'm like, yeah, so uh, it's probably going to be about two trips to bring it in. You're like, are you kidding? This is, I could do this in one. And I'm like, okay, nah, Cause I don't think. You, you said it's going to take two trips for both of us. We have four hands. You said it's going to take two trips. There was like 10 bags and a pack of 12 pack of water bottles. I was like, dude, you think we can't carry this in one trip? I'm like, I'll do this alone with one hand in one trip. And then I showed Gosh. him and like my competitive <laughs> instinct took over and I just started acting like <laughs> kind of mean and just competitive. You just like got I, all the bags. I got all the bags in one hand and the water bottles. Okay, dude, I get it. It's <laughs> like you proved your point. Like, all right. But then I kind of realized how pathetic that was. I'm like, I felt like a 12 year old trying to like impress my mom that I could uh, carry in all the groceries. <laughs> it's good, dude. It's it's a funny podcast story. So I'm glad it worked out like that. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that's your fear for for now? Too? Growing up now, no, because I I've actually been getting better actually, and been able to. It sounds so stupid and pathetic, man, but. Yeah, that used to be a really, really big fear of mine is raising my hand in class talking in front of people. But I, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm getting okay at it. I feel like I'm doing a little better, you know, a little more confident. And um, 
don't know if you want to transition into your fears right now. Fears right now, um, I think my biggest fear is feeling like stuck and like confused where I want to go. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like I kind of know what I want to do with my life, but right now, like in this specific, I feel stuck. I I don't feel stuck, but I, that's my fear, is feeling stuck. Like I'm not progressing. Like I don't know if that makes sense, right? Okay, um, feeling stuck. Is that is that really? Yeah, like for real. I hate because I know stuck. we talked about this, um, not too long ago. I remember asking you, or we did like a little test, a little best friend test, <laughs> and you told me, well, something else. I don't, I don't want to put my biggest. Words I in guess, mouth. I don't know. I guess I'm thinking that is my biggest fear, like in general. But I guess maybe I'm talking about like short term right now. Okay. I guess I'm talking okay. short term. Okay. Right? All right. Um, so short term, I feel like being confused where I want to go or like I'm stuck. I guess what you're talking about uh, long term is I've my biggest fear, I guess, is that I'm not going to be able to be successful. Right. Yeah. Because going growing up, I've always I've never felt like I fit in and I kind of always like resented people, even if I didn't have like a, a reason to. And the only thing that kind of motivated me through high school was like, well, I'm going to be. It sounds selfish, but I'm going to be successful one day, and I'm going to show everyone, right? I'm going to show you. Like, you don't like me, I'm going to show you. You're going to regret it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to regret it, and I just knew that in my head, if that makes sense. That's what, like, got me through. And that's, like, a really narcissistic mindset, maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm going to show you. And I've kind of seen that in celebrities, too. I listen to, like, comedians and stuff, like, too. I really like Bobby Lee, and he says he had that same mindset. And I had that mindset before I even knew he did, which is really cool. And I thought that was really cool. Like he said, he's like, yeah, I, I didn't do much with my life. And people would always make fun of me in school. But not that I was made fun of. But he always said, mm-hmm. but I, I, my mindset was I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him. I'm going to make him regret it. And I'm like, that's cool that I had that mindset before I even realized that these celebrities had this mindset. Yeah. Not that I feel like I'm going to get to celebrity status, but I think it's cool yeah. to have that mindset, right? Yeah, man. I really, I see it in you. Like, you don't even have to tell me. It's just like. I I've I've talked to you about it before. How you say you know you're gonna be successful. You know, maybe that's not something because it might sound narcissistic for you to say, but I'll say it for you because I know that this is how you think. It's like you know you're gonna be successful, uh-huh. and I see that in you. Like you literally know. Like I've never seen confidence like that from you before, mm-hmm. but it's just like maybe like looking at your your persona the way you are day to day like maybe someone wouldn't expect that from someone like you but it's just like no i've, I've seen you say it and i've seen you say it with confidence like you're gonna be successful and you know you are you know you're better than all these buffoons around you you know and like it kind of like intimidates me actually like that was the first time i ever like kind of really got intimidated i was like dang this guy's gonna make it i see it in you you know you have that that fuel in you you have that fire mm-hmm. which is which i still need you know yeah and part of it do you know anything about like jim carrey and manifestation of your destiny no, or no, no. I so don't. a part of this is, so Jim Carrey. It's a cool story, right? He was Go nothing. Ahead. He wasn't a celebrity yet, but he would tell himself and he would convince himself that he was gonna make it and he was gonna be a celebrity and he was gonna be a big name one day. He said he literally would stand in the front of the mirror. He said one time he stood in front of his mirror for five hours, telling himself he was gonna be successful and famous one day until he believed it. And that's crazy. And he said he wrote a check to himself, ten million dollars, like that he was going to have $10 million in, like, within five years. And literally, like, his first big movie, I can't remember what it was called, but his check was $10 million. He literally manifested his destiny. Like, wow. he, like I think there's, like, a strength in that. 
Like as soon as you make yourself believe that, the universe or God or whatever, mm-hmm. or you will grant it to yourself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, and I found that with myself too. The more I get myself to believe it, the more my mind works in, all right, how am I going to be successful? Does that make sense? Yeah, so, so you're saying you kind of, in a way, had a moment where did did, did that um, fuel that of that fire from inside that you have? Did that come from you making yourself have that and making yourself know that one day you're going to be successful? Did you like install that into your brain or did it kind of just happen? It's kind of weird because it feels like it was always there. I don't know if that makes sense. Like Whoa. it was always there, but I just, it took a while for me to put in the words. How did you unlock it? I don't know, dude. That's, that's weird. But ever since I was like a sophomore or like eighth grade, I knew that like deep down, I, I didn't probably put in the words till like junior year or something like that. That's weird. I don't know what unlocked it, but just kind of like the more, the more and more I resented people maybe, which is not a good thing, but the more and more I like found haters in my life. That sounds cheesy, but I'm just like, I'll show them. And then I started thinking, well, I'm going to be successful. Like I am going to show them like this is going to happen. That's dangerous, dude. You know, like good, good, dangerous people like you, man, like no people to mess with. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because you think putting it on anger, which I feel like I've kind of gone away from, right? Like, I'm going to show you. It would be yeah. a bad foundation Maybe. to have that on. But okay. I found, like, a lot of people, like, a lot of celebrities found that foundation of, like, I'm going to yeah. show you, which is yeah. weird. But, yeah. Okay. That is definitely well, a fear, I guess, of mine that I won't be successful. I just don't see a – I really don't see a life where I'm not, like, like I would just try. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't see a yeah, life no, where no. I'm not. That's real confidence. That's crazy confidence. More confidence than most of people have nowadays, you know? Mm-hmm. Like no, seriously, like that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be successful. Yeah, I'm oh, just. That's cool. I'm glad I was able that's to. cool. That's cool. Well, if you're done with that, I, I guess I can share my fear if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's not as sentimental as yours. Yours was pretty awesome, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, definitely we've talked about this. I have a. Uh, a fear of being alone. <laughs> I don't even like saying that. <laughs> yeah, it proves you're actually like afraid of it. It's like hard to say. Right? Yeah, I don't even know like what to say though. Like that's it. I just don't want to be alone. Like even like, even like alone in general. I hate being alone. Mm-hmm. And so I know sometimes you uh will like want to hang out with me. You know, mm-hmm. like because we live in the same dorm but different rooms. Mm-hmm you'll come over and be like, hey, yeah, let's like uh, watch some YouTube or something. And I'll be like, yeah, for sure. But you'll think you're bothering me. Like, oh, unless you want like alone time. Like, dude, I don't like alone time. Yeah. <laughs> you should just come here <laughs> all day. <laughs> and uh, there's that kind of alone that I'm afraid of as well. I, I mean, I've learned to deal with that. But um, and there, but the biggest one is like being alone forever, not finding a lover, you know. Mm. But <laughs> I don't know. That, that's not something – I should worry about too much, you know. I, I, I've been trying to just focus on what the I can do now. In 30 minutes. Oh, sorry, guys. We just we are in the library right now, and there's like a <laughs> a little someone was talking on the intercom. The library is closing in 10 minutes. Look at 30 thing. minutes. 30? Yeah, I said 30. Oh, th- okay. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. That was <laughs> funny, though. It kind of scared us. Dude. We're like, who's the voice talking? <laughs> is it God? <laughs> was Ariana right? God is a woman? God is a woman. <laughs> Nah. Oh my gosh! Wait a second! I actually have something really funny. <laughs> no, what's up? What's up? This um, this girl I've been hanging out with. She uh, she sent me these memes. <laughs> I 
Have you ever heard of a? <laughs> We're sharing memes on a podcast. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just go for it. Sure. So she showed me these Christian memes, <laughs> and I was like, "What? I've never heard of these. <laughs> I hope this doesn't come off as sacrilegious." <laughs> but uh, okay, let's see. Okay, one of them is uh, Judas. Judas is the one that uh, betrayed, betrayed Jesus Christ, yeah. right? Okay, he said, the one I kiss is Jesus Christ. You know, to point them out so they knew who to kill, mm-hmm. right? Or to crucify or whatever. He says, the one I kiss is Jesus Christ. And the soldier says, you can just point to him in Judas as he's putting on lip balm. I don't tell you how to do your job. <laughs> What the heck, dude? Hey, isn't that so good? Okay, yeah. I got one more. I got one more. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Come on, give me one second. Okay, here we go. This is Jesus at the Last Supper, okay? <laughs> Jesus. So this is Jesus talking. My disciples, one of you will betray me. And Matthew says, is it me, Jesus? And then Jesus says, no, Matthew, it is not you. John says, is it me, Jesus? Jesus says, no, it is not you, John. <laughs> then Judas says... <laughs> Um, is it me, Jesus? And Jesus says, in high pitched mocking voice, "Is it me, Jesus?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I've never heard of these kind of memes before, but I love them, dude. If I showed those memes to my mom, she would kill me. Like literally, she'd like yell at me. That's funny though. No, that, I, which like, brings up funny. a point. I know you haven't told your family about this podcast yet, bro. You told me what the deal was. You said. You were going to tell your family after we got <laughs> 10 subscribers. But we were going to upload this on YouTube, but we didn't. Yeah. So maybe we should make a new bet. Maybe after our first 1,000 listens. Right now we have like a little over 100. But should we say after we get 1,000, you're going to tell your family? 1,000 listens? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Really? What, what are we at right now? Like over 100. Sure. I, like, I wouldn't even. Okay, fine. Yeah? yeah? Shake my yeah. hand right now. You guys can't see, but he is actively shaking my. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay, he just shook my hand. Yeah. All right, well we got a deal. All right, guys, well we just hit our stopping point. Thanks for listening, guys. You know, just a reminder. Um, you can always click within Spotify or Apple Music or whatever podcast platform you're using. Mm-hmm. There's a link that shows up. Um, it might be hard to find, but um, it's a link that uh, takes you to an Anchor website, which is where we upload our podcast, and then from there, Anchor uploads it to all the platforms but uh, you can send in a voice message um commenting or asking a question that we can feature on the podcast you know if you want your voice on this podcast you know you can you just gotta send something in and uh, last reminder you know we upload every monday so if that's something that you guys look forward to i know i've had people even classmates come up to me and old friends from high school and be like yeah i really enjoyed your podcast i tell my friends about it and they enjoy it and they think it's funny so i'm like it's cool to see some actual kind of fans you know even though that's not why we're doing it you mm-hmm. know, but it's cool to actually see like, oh, people actually enjoy this. Yeah, no, it's just cool. It, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So every Monday, you know, every Sunday night, we should just name this the Sunday night, Monday morning podcast. I don't know. I, Monday I morning it. podcast is Bill Burr's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will join you guys next time. See you guys.